2: Rights groups are up in arms and mourning the death of a three-month-old baby who was separated from her activist mother.
1: And speaking of mothers and love for their children, has this pandemic affected the distribution of milk for their children?
2: Mula po sa Quezon City. Ako si Robbie Alampay, At
1: ako si Inday It's October 12. Ito ang Teka Balita para sa mga huli sa balita.
2: Teka-teka, before we proceed, if you're listening to Teka-teka, then chances are you already also know about Puma Podcast. But please be aware that we have also now put teka, teka on its own channel, wherever you podcast. So, if you want to binge just the news, please do follow Teka Teka. But continue to follow Puma Podcast because, as you know, marami tayong ginagawa na iba pang mga proyekto.
1: Let's talk about Baby River. Human rights groups are calling for the release of the political prisoner, Reina May Nasina. She's 23, following the death of her three-month-old baby, River. Baby River was only a month old and a half when a court order separated her from Ina. And when Baby River fell ill and was holding on to dear life, a court did not give Ina a chance to say goodbye.
2: It was very unfortunate and very sad news, die. And when we say sad, we're talking about the reaction of the public on social media and some of these voices that were really quite upset and troubled by this story. Come from across the political spectrum. Let's recall this went through the courts. The group handling Ina's case went through the motion. They filed an urgent motion for furlough. Nung sinabi ng doctors na maiksina lang ang panahon ni Baby River, pero walang nangyari. Kat Ventura spoke with Karapatan, the group handling Ina's case, to ask what happened.
3: Robbie and I. They... Baby River was admitted to the hospital two weeks ago after showing symptoms of COVID-19. And last Friday, Reina May through NUPL filed an urgent motion for furlough because River's doctor at the Philippine General Hospital said the baby's lungs have succumbed to bacterial infection and are quickly deteriorating. And so we asked Christina Palabay, the General
4: Secretary of Karapatan, the reasons that the court gave for not allowing Ina to see her child. On the release of INA, they said that, uh, okay, those legal issues should be tackled in the trial. Motions to quash are essentially there para questionin yung ginamit the basis nung arresto nila yung questionable basis of issuing resolutions, even at the preliminary investigation level. Pangalawa, doon sa decision ng judge on why they shouldn't be together, the judge cited health reasons, no, yung COVID. Eh, ang sinasabi ng mga abogado, and si Ina mismo, eh di kumawa ng paraan, di ba? Even the Bangkok rules on the treatment of women prisoners state that the government, no, the state, in the first place, should be the one encouraging breastfeeding except for some exceptional reasons. No, Jails are really taking time bombs dito sa pandemia at saka mga hospitals. But they're not letting her go. Even to a temporary place, no? she can still be detained. In fact, there are some churches who are offering eh, their places. Pero hindi ito pinahinga ng korte. Eh. At yun yung masakit. In her motion,
3: Ina and her counsel even tried to explain that breast milk is recognized for its health advantages, at lalo na ngayon na kailangan ng baby ng malakas na immune system during this pandemic. Pero Christina says, surely this is not the first time the court has heard this argument before. Because this unfortunate event with Ina and her child has happened in the past, and they are starting
4: to see a pattern. Well, yes. One clear pattern is that hindi women-friendly yung ating mga kulungan. The lack of reproductive health or maternal and child care facilities in these places are really very notable. Yeah. Pangalawa, because of this, many women political detainees bear the separation from their children. There are unfortunate cases, more unfortunate cases like Andrea Rosal's case with baby Jonah, who also died a few days after she was born at the Philippine General Hospital. But there are also cases of Miradel Torres and Cora Agovida. Miradel and Cora both had newborn children, but they were forced to be separated from them. They, of course, were also denied of being allowed breastfeeding in a sustainable environment with their mothers. Nabuhay sila, pero it does not mean that it's true for all babies. It goes without saying who the real victim of this unfortunate
3: event is. And with baby river gone, all the group hopes for is that Ina be allowed to grieve properly.
2: Maraming salamat, Kat Ventura. Now, still on mothers. And specifically on maternal health. In Dai, the Philippine Center for Investigative Journalism came out with a report last week about the indiscriminate distribution of formula milk to mothers during the pandemic. Di ba
1: may batas na bawal ang distribution ng formula milk in government operations?
2: Yes. To be more general about it, fundamentally, may batas promoting mother's milk. Because kompleto na po yan. I mean, the WHO backs that up and the law really recognizes the science also that mother's milk is best for babies. And up until a certain age, it could even be detrimental to the health of a baby to introduce formula too early. In any case, Trisha Aquino tells us more about this issue.
5: Robbie Inday, itong pag-distribute ng breast milk substitutes to mothers ang isapang pang challenge during this health crisis. We've seen desperate moms take to Facebook to beg for formula at alam naman natin kung gaano kamahal ito. I spoke to someone who's been doing research on the issue during quarantine.
6: My name is Angelica Carvalio Pago. I am with the Philippine Center for Investigative Journalism.
5: Basically, we have infants starving because of a huge miscommunication between local government units who are supposed to distribute formula to mothers in need and the Department of Health, as well as proponents of the milk code or advocates nito. Ang impression kasi ng LGUs ay under the law, hindi pwedeng mag-distribute ng formula milk at all. But the truth is, pwedeng-pwede. Basta sinusunda ng guidelines ng milk code. Ang sinasabi ng DOH,
6: kinikilala nila na doon talagang mga babies na infant formula yung ginagamit. So, hindi sila kinakalimutan ng ng gobyerno. So, LGUs can provide infant formula. As long as, number one, it's targeted. Number two, it's not donated by milk companies. Number three, it's not posted on social media or any advertising channels. And number four, dapat nababantayan ng healthcare workers on how guardians prepare yung formula milk. Kasi mahirap ito contaminate Mas malaki yung problema natin kapag yung baby, nakainom ng maruming gatas, mali yung preparation, and delikado.
5: Ang nagiging problema ay kapag ang milk companies ginagamit ang pagbibigay ng formula to market their products at maraming nakitang violation ang DOH ng ECQ.
6: Ayun dun sa listahan na binigay sa atin ng Department of Health, mayroong talagang pinakamarami yung marketing related violations. Na ipino-post sa Facebook, mayroon pa nga tayong mga nakita na nasampahan ng notice of violation na mga government officials at mga artista dahil pino-post nila ito sa Instagram, sa Facebook. And lalo na yung pandemic, 'di ba? Halos lahat tayo nasa Facebook, sa social media. Napakalaki ng reach nito sa mga bagong nanay. At doon sa mga nanay ng maliliit na bata, nag-peak yung number ng violations ng no? ECQ.
5: Given these rules, and given that a lot of LGUs nga don't understand the law, anong klaseng tulong nalang ang pwedeng asahan ng mga nanay?
6: Nakausap natin noon yung Department of Interior and Local Government. And ang sinasabi nila na that's what the social amelioration program or SAP is for. Na magbibigyan ng ayuda o ng pera yung isang pamilya. And sila na yung bahala kung ano yung bibilhin nila doon sa pera na yon Pero alam naman natin na napakaliit nung naibibigay nung SAP na yon And compare mo ito sa kung magkano ang formula milk. In terms of sa nanay at sa pinapagatas na sanggol. sabi natin kulang-nakulang na kulang talaga. Kasi tiningnan din natin kung ano yung mga usual na binibigay sa mga pamipamilya. Delata, instant noodles, bigas, minsan tuyo. At tapakabihira nung nakikita natin na mga namimigay ng fresh vegetables, may fruits or meat and poultry. Ang kaso, ito yung kailangan nang nutrisyon ng isang nanay, lalo yung bagong panganak at nagpapasuso. Hindi nila nakukuha. And for many families, ang dagin lifeline lang talaga nila is itong pinamigay ng mga relief goods.
2: Maraming salamat, Trisha Aquino.
1: There's another story that you might have missed last week, Rob. The Department of Health has launched a nationwide immunization program this October para hindi magkaroon ng outbreak ng measles. I remembered former Secretary of Health Juan Flavier zero na yan. Zero measles, zero tiptas. And every time I hear about new outbreaks, nakakalungkot eh. Especially measles, kasi critical yan. It usually hits children in poor communities who are already malnourished to begin with. And ang measles, napaka-dangerous because of the secondary complications.
2: Yes, and you spoke about our past success in immunization. Oplan-alus disease, you mentioned former Health Secretary Juan Flavier. You talk about Oplan-alus disease, and you talk about the big immunization programs around the country. Polio, we had officially eradicated from this country, and then it came back in about a few years ago. All of this really speaks to a problem, not with any particular disease, but with our national immunization campaign. It is going down. Josaquin was looking into this. She tells us more.
0: Robbie Inday, more than 2 million children na below 5 years old ang susceptible sa measles o tigda sa Pilipinas. Dahil dito, nag-announce ang Department of Health na magsisimula sila ng vaccination campaign laban sa sakit na ito bago matapos ang taon. Sa phase one, Magbabakuna ang mga health development Centre simula October 26 sa Cordillera Administrative Region, Ilocos, Cagayan Valley, Mimaropa, Bicol, at ang buong Mindanao. Pagkatapos nito, ang Phase 2 ay magsisimula ng February 2021 sa Metro Manila, Central Luzon, Calabarzon, at buong Visayas. Ang bakuna ay may panlaban sa tigdas at rubella o German measles. Sa ilang lugar, may kasama pa itong panlaban sa polio. DOH decided to start a campaign kahit na sa ng pandemya. Here's DOH National Immunization Program Manager, Doctor Wilda Salva.
5: All provinces and almost all cities are high risk for missiles. That's why we are planning to do a campaign in the and 2021, but of course, we also have to take into consideration the COVID-19 transmission.
0: Kasama sa protocols nila ang hindi pagpunta door-to-door. Instead, pupunta ang mga magulang kasama ang mga bata sa ospital, clinic, or health center. Dadaan din sa mandatory triaging at screening ang mga bata bago bakunahan. If you recall last year, the Philippines had a measles outbreak, more than 48,000 cases. We had one of the worst outbreaks in the world that year. At naging top exporter pa tayo ng measles sa mundo. Dahil dito, pinalakas ng DOH ang kanilang immunization program at bumaba ang mga cases. This time, umaasa sila na itong bagong vaccination campaign will prevent another outbreak next year.
2: Maraming salamat, Diosa Quinones. Diosa produces the segment COVID Corner for Teka Teka. This week, she also spoke with scientist Dr. DJ Bantoi to talk about drugs being used to treat COVID-19 patients. Here's an excerpt from their conversation.
3: Hindi na ito isang bagong drug. Ito tinatawag na hydroxychloroquine. Ito ay ginagamit sa malaria at sa lupus, isang autoimmune disease. Sa lupus, hindi pa nila alam kung anong mekanisim ito. Uh, alam lang nila na meron siyang effect, pero hindi nila alam kung paano specifically. So medyo controversial yung recommendation sa hydroxychloroquine sa Pilipinas kasi group non doctors yung mga nag-recommend. Uh, this becomes a problem for us because why do doctors have conflicting evidences?
1: Speaking of COVID and drugs, mukhang okay na si US President Donald Trump.
7: First of all, I'm feeling great. I don't know about you. How is everyone feeling?
2: Mukha... Trump's physician cleared him to return to public duties, saying Trump is no longer considered a transmission risk to others. Just weeks after that controversial event, where critics actually started calling Trump a super spreader, the U.S. president held another campaign rally on the South Lawn of the White House, again with no social distancing.
7: Science medicine will... Eradicate the China virus once and for all. We'll get rid of it all over the world. You see big flare-ups in Europe.
2: Okay, ngayon bago tayo magtapos. It's time once again, Inday. Can you guess who is speaking here?
7: I can be here anytime, but I will not allow you to burn this house down.
1: Friends, if you know what we're talking about, message us at our Tekateka Facebook page.
2: At nahulaan nyo ba yung ating mystery music in the last episode?
1: Yes, that's Eddie Van Halen's guitar solo on Michael Jackson's Beat It, Sublime. He passed away last week at the age of 65 after a long battle with cancer. Daming rockers na umiyak dito. Carla Vier is here to talk about Eddie Van Halen.
7: Robbie, inday that was an iconic guitar solo from Van Halen, but it was from a Michael Jackson track. He's actually not credited. If you look at the listing, he's not put there in the way that today you would see something like featuring John Mayer or something on a track. But he's probably best known by most listeners for Jump. That's on my exercise
1: playlist, by the way. (laughs) Forever.
7: Forever. And I think that's the Van Halen that I grew up with. And for most guitarists, he was the icon. When people talk about guitar gods, see Van Halen was the godliest of guitar gods. He wasn't just a guitar player, but he was pretty much an inventor. He holds patents for new developments in how to play the guitar differently. And even now... You can listen to his track, Eruption, and it is a technologically advanced way of guitar playing. Obviously, a lot of people have copied it since, but it changed guitar playing forever.
2: Follow our page, Teka, Teka for more new stories and Puma Podcast for more updates on our new podcast. Muli, ako po si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast.
1: At ako si Inday
2: Teka-teka, Like Puma Podcast is available on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or kung saan man kayo Puma Podcast. This episode was produced by our executive producer, Kat Ventura. It was edited by Mark Casilian
1: With reports from Trisha Aquino and Josa Caniones. maraming salamat po.